Welcome everyone to all new episode of GVN. This one's going to be a breakdown, not really a review. This one's going to be a breakdown. We're going to break down our thoughts on the world of Batman as far as the live action. Um, some of our thoughts on the earlier Batman films, what we expect from uh, the Batman uh, starring... Um, God damn, why did I just forget his name? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Um, and kind of what how we feel about Batman over the course of these last, what, 50 years. Um, and I want to start with the most controversial because no one does controversy like me and AJ. Um, AJ had a post where he had mentioned how he believes the Dark Knight is overrated. Um, I'm curious to see why you view it uh, as, as being overrated. I had always said I didn't think the best Batman came from the Dark Knight trilogy. I said I thought the weakest Batman came from the Dark Knight trilogy <laughs> because um, every Batman movie, maybe the third is is probably the least likely for for my my theory here. But each one of the first two Batman movies, everyone kept glaring about how much they loved the villains, and I kind of felt like Nolan's focus was the villains, and Batman was taking a backseat. Um, so to me, it was kind of just like. What did you guys like about Batman? It was like, oh, he was there, you know, that Joker, you know, that that Joker. I love that Joker. Um, so to me, that's where I my biggest issue with Nolan was, A, I don't want you to make a realistic Batman world. It's a uh it's a character of mythology. So to me, it's a comic book character. Yes, can you make his likeness more um realistic? A thousand percent. But to me, I still want you to make it feel like a comic book. And it did. I felt like Matt Reeves one minute or two minutes of trailer felt more like what I've been reading my entire life than all three of the Dark Knight movies combined. Um, so that's what I mean by you can be realistic, but I still want to feel like because um, to me, making it too realistic kind of feels like at the end of the day, you guys know you could shoot Batman in the face, right? Like, to me, I kind of felt like that's how realistic the Dark Knight trilogy was. What Reeves' Batman makes me feel like is the fear of Batman is so glaring that it could literally halt anything. Um, and it's seeing the idea of this is only a second year and he's producing so much fear already. Um, and, and I freaking love that. But AJ, I want you to talk to me now. I, I want to hear what made the Dark Knight trilogy overrated for you. Okay, so with me, I think the Dark Knight trilogy as a whole is great. Um, but to say it's a masterpiece of a trilogy, I have to disagree with because of the amount of flaws it has. Um for example, like you were saying, Christian Bale as Batman is taking the backseat out of all, all of the um, ba um, Batman movies from Christopher Nolan, which should not happen at all because it's a Batman movie and he's the protagonist. Why would he take a backseat? It, that makes zero sense to me. But um, with that said, Heath Ledger as the Joker was perfect so i will for that universe so i will agree with that um i love anne hathaway's um catwoman's portrayal um the realism i did like um but like you were saying saying this is a comic book movie um we don't really care about realism as much um as we would with like heat or um what else um just um, Nightcrawler, just anything. Um, it's great to have a, a dissection of the character Batman. That's nice. Um, but for me, the weakest thing about this whole trilogy as a whole is the action is not great at all. And the one thing you should get right for a Batman movie is the action. That's, <laughs> that's literally, literally the one thing you should get right and to even can i add to that aj what made it even more offensive 
that they weren't able to get the fighting correctly is how important they were making fighting in the first movie. Exactly. It legit was the birth of how Batman learned to fight, and that shit was so glaringly bad to watch. And it was just like, what? Who, who was Razal Ghul? Was it Liam Neeson? Yeah, it was that Liam Neeson. Was- I, I did not care for him as Ra's al Ghul at all. <laughs> Let me say this, AJ. Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul would have been perfect if Christopher Nolan would stop making his Ra's al Ghul so realistic and so human-like. If you made him the true demon's head, Liam Neeson could have easily pulled off the whole robe look with the thick, long mustache, like the actual demon's head. If they went that route, where it was obviously more comic bookish, um, I think Liam Neeson could have handled that in his sleep. The guy that played Qui Gon Jinn, you're not telling me couldn't play a good Rachel Ghoul. The mm-hmm. problem with his Rachel Ghoul was a the fighting was horrible, which again for Rachel Ghoul should not be the case. And b you just made him too real. I mean, not realistic, but you just made him too. I want to say human, and it's the- supposed to be. Go ahead, I'm sorry. The realism of it is the one go. thing, the one thing that was holding the trilogy as a whole back so much. A lot of people say, oh, but it's realistic. It's a fucking comic book movie. <laughs> right, why why right. would you want it to be realistic? <laughs> right. Like um, this isn't this isn't like a Malcolm X bi- uh, biopic. Like exactly. I don't need it to be that realistic. Now, again, let me say this. Here's where, and let me use a character that fits, that, that's a little bit more apropos. So you watch uh, Winter Soldier, right? Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier found a way to balance the realism of yeah. somebody suffering from what you saw Falcon's, uh, Falcon doing uh, lessons and stuff on. It felt real, right? Like, you don't watch that movie and go, oh, Captain America obviously is, like, super strong. It felt like a spy movie. It felt like Mission Impossible just in a comic book. What made it so true to Captain America was they weren't finding realistic ways to throw a shield so it looked real, so people didn't think, oh, this is a comic book. No. It's the, it's the psychology and just a mental thing that made it feel like a, reali- a realism right. of, of right. a movie. Right, right, right. You don't have to make the whole movie realistic, but the overall like um, philosophy of the movie can be realistic. Yep. But but the way it's contributing to the movie shouldn't be realistic. It right. should be dramatic. It should have, have that impact. Like The Raid. The Raid is a perfect example of what you should have um, an action scene. Um, it should have that impact. It should have that dramatic element in, in that movie. It, it's, it, it blows my mind that people love this movie as because it's realistic. And it, it's just weird to me that you would like it just because I of that one this, reason. I always say this. This is where this is this is what I separate, right? If you watch all three Bat, uh, Dark Knight movies, right? I think they're great mm-hmm. movies, like great movies. Like if you were telling somebody, "Hey, pop pop some popcorn, let's watch three really good movies," they fit that. Yes. Now, if you were talking to somebody who since six years old has been reading Batman comics and you specifically said, hey, let's sit down and watch three great Batman movies. I would tell you those aren't the three you go to. Of great Batman movies, no, no. I think they are possibly the most glaring (laughs) stories of Batman to tell uh, because they're so drastically different than what Batman should be, right? So I look at it and I go, they're great movies. I won't take that away from anyone that's like, yo, they're great movies. Yeah, I'm with you, sure. Batman movies? No, because at the end of the day, I never felt like it was Batman. I felt like, all right, this took the same route that Gotham eventually took, where it was like, the villains are running this, and the Batman guy, yeah, he's there. He's, you know, whatever. Like, to me, that's what I felt, and I felt like it didn't... And here's what pisses me off the most, AJ. I always say... Bale's Batman was not a great detective. And this is what everyone always says. But the bullet, Jawan, you mean the bullet <laughs> that literally... He probably, didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, literally, Robin at five years old could have came up and went like, oh, I put the bullet in the machine and I compared it to, like, other bullets and then I found the bullet. Like, oh, good job, Robin. Like, no, that's not detective work. 
Ben's Batman deducing not only who Superman is, but deducing where he can find kryptonite, weaponizing the kryptonite, all of those intricacies, and then him going out and, and figuring out um, uh, the, the Russian and, and all that, that is being a detective. You telling me the guy put a bullet in a machine and then compared it to other bullets? Like, all right, cool. All right, I give you that. What else? Nothing. Crickets. All right. So then stop telling me he was this great detective. He used all this technology. I, I will tell you this. The two oldest people in the movies did more detective work than him. Alfred and goddamn Lucius did more detective work than Bruce in those three movies. And people are going to come to me, but the bullet, Juwan. All right, y'all sound so stupid right now. <laughs> like It angers me so much, bro. Yeah, it not only the detective work, but I I just think the villains as a whole were not not what they were meant to be. Um, I, I didn't I didn't care for uh, Tom Hardy as Bane. I thought his voice was annoying. I thought the way he was put on the back seat to um who was it, the main villain? Um, Talia was it Talia Agul? Yeah, it was Talia. Um, did not like that at all. Um, Talia could have been saved for another movie. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But Bane is the person that broke the Batman's back. He's the one that broke broke him physically. And I think he deserves way more credit than he deserves. And these movies, what was what was the other movie he was in? Was it 89 or was it um No, the Forever. The other movie that was Bane it Forever? Was Bane was yeah. it. Uh, shit, the one with it was, the freeze. Was it forever or was it Batman and Robin? Shit, they were both horrible. I don't know. It's a- yeah, or that either way, it, they they use Bane horribly, and I still think they use Bane horribly. And The Dark Knight Rises, um, we already talked about um, Ra's al Ghul. Um, he should have been done better. The Overall writing for these characters for um to be as like comic book type stories, they were done poorly. But I will say, um, since Christopher Nolan was just focusing on it just being a movie, but with like what Batman skins, Batman character skins, I will say. So it, it it's basically he, but with Batman skins um if you want to put it that way um so if he was just trying to focus on making it a good movie he succeeded in that but what was the point of making it a batman movie is what i'm trying i'm trying to understand there there was zero point of making it into a batman movie so yeah and i'll say this i'll say this because i don't want to be two-faced here aj i didn't mind tom hardy's bane here's why once once you knew they weren't going to go comically accurate, because obviously he hadn't been doing that the entire series. I mean, for mm-hmm. God's sake, the Joker's paint was removable. Um, so, I mean, you know, obviously he was not willing to go all in on the mythology of these characters. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, if you're not going to make Bane menacing by making him huge, how can you make someone like that scary? The voice. And when I compared it, <laughs> you thought this voice was scary. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I personally am like, oh my god, I'm I'm shivering. But I compared it to what made Darth Vader so menacing in the original Star Wars movies. It was how it was how uh, crazy his voice sounded. It should sounded a little bit menacing, right? So mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, all right, you couldn't go for the aesthetic of him visually being menacing, but you were going for a more audio where when you heard him. It made people shake. And I, I thought that was like a unique way to do a horrible take when a character you were already going to horribly portray. I thought Tom Hardy did the best he could for a role he should have never been given. Um, the idea that we've now seen two Banes that has gone away from him being a Hispanic character is ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's criminal right there. That is it, criminal. It's completely criminal. So here's the crazy thing. You had the aesthetic of Bane work in the original 
uh, Batman movie, uh, whether it's Returns or Forever, or not Returns, but uh, Forever or Batman and Robin, whichever one that was, he looked like the Bane from the comics, but didn't talk. So it was like, all right, that was stupid. Then you get the Bane in The Dark Knight Rises that doesn't have the aesthetic, that doesn't have the villain, and when he talks, so it's just like, okay, all right, well, there, there you go. So to me, I thought Tom Hardy worked, he did the best he could with what he was given. But again, when you have a director who's going so far away from what the comics established, you're going to get stuff like that. Um, I mean, for God's sake, he came into this franchise saying, I don't want to do a Robin. Then shoehorns in a Robin and does it so horribly. Like, he legit ends the movie by saying, here, you be Robin, you protect the city, I'm gone. I'm not even going to show you how to how to train. I'm not going to train you. I'm not going to show you how to do anything. I'm not going to show you anything. It's just, hey, I'm dead, I'm gone, you enjoy protecting the city. What the, what kind of stupid logic is that? And then his actual, like, given name is Dick? Like, no, his actual given name was Robin, I'm sorry. It was Robin. I'm like, what? It, the way she said it, AJ, was even stupid. I think you should go by your given name, Robin. I'm like, what the f- <laughs> I hate Nolan so much. This is so horribly done. I'm like, in a movie, AJ, where you legit, if you were going to end it with Robin, why wouldn't you just give us Robin at the end of the movie? To where, like, the big fight scene is, like, Robin taking on the, on the street and Batman taking on Bane. That would have been perfect. You know, like, I, I I don't know. How did you view Robin? Like, did, did you think that was stupid, too? Yeah, um, <laughs> having a twist saying, oh, he was going to be Robin. Okay. Uh, why is that a twist? <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. He, he has the name Robin. Oh, I, that that was stupid um, for me. Um, I, I, I can't even say I wish will happen because... Even if I, if it did happen, it wouldn't fit the movie that Christopher Nolan was trying to portray. Uh, so, at, all I'm gonna say with the Dark Knight trilogy, I think they're all great movies as films as is. But if you want a Batman movie that has that the characters are like comic book accurate, I wouldn't even say storyline comic book accurate but the characters themselves are adapted perfectly, I wouldn't watch this at all. And there's zero point of Christopher Nolan making uh, what, a Batman movie. Um, so that's just my thoughts overall for the Dark Knight trilogy. Great, great movies, but terrible Batman movies. I agree. And when I say that, I get so much flack from people that swear they're huge Batman fans. And I'm like, how the hell did you leave that movie going, yep, that's the Batman that I watched in the 90s. Yep, that's the Batman I read in the comic books. I'm like, what What of that felt like Batman? And everyone always says, you telling me you didn't like uh, when, when he's in the car and he's like, who is that? What are you? I'm Batman. I'm like, no, listen how horribly he said that. Like that, the whole voice was horrible. I felt as though Christian Bale didn't get enough screen time as Bruce Wayne to properly be Bruce Wayne. Um, and I'm like, the, the scenes where he was trying to be Bruce Wayne, I thought he was pretty good in. Um, and again, this is not me saying Christian Bale was horrible uh, at what he did. I thought he was great. I just think he would have been... To me, there is no reason why those three movies came out and my immediate response was, wasn't was Christian Bale was the best Batman I've ever seen. He should have been. It, it, He's I, not even top three. <laughs> to date, I think Christopher, uh, Christopher Nolan, I think um, Christian Bale is the best actor that has ever portrayed um, Batman. Mm-hmm. To date, I, I think that's not even close. But to me, and again, it has nothing to do with Christian Bale. I think Christopher Nolan had this warped idea on what he wanted Batman to be, um, how he wanted him to sound, how he wanted him to fight, the fact that he originally couldn't really turn his neck. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Why? 
Um, there was just a lot about it that I'm like, I didn't like. I didn't even like how the suits looked, AJ. There's not one Batman suit that I no, looked at. And I the was aesthetics like, of it was way, it was terrible. It was in the it was in the shitter, bro. And I'm like, God, man, this is bad. So to me, I, I'm with you. I think it's overrated. I don't think it's extremely overrated. I don't think they're the worst movies I've ever seen. They're phenomenal movies, just not phenomenal Batman movies. I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that because you have a director who's telling you everything you guys read. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to do something different. So to me, why is it a knock on me if I say I don't appreciate that you were trying to do something different? <laughs> like, what, what is wrong with me saying that? The, the issue is it's fine if you want to do something different, but you need to understand the core understanding of what that character is if you want to do something different. You can't just do something different just to do something different. Like, it, I'll give that you, makes zero sense. I'll give you I'll give you the best possible example I can give to not you being you on the same page to so the listeners out there. Zack Snyder did Superman completely differently than we've ever seen Superman. But his reasoning was how would a alien that was raised as a, a regular human child, how would he react in today's world? And nothing about that movie felt like, oh, yeah, that could really happen. It was still a superhero movie, but with real aesthetics of the idea of he was raised regular. Like, he wasn't raised like this superpowered human. He doesn't know how to do anything. And I love the idea that Zach had his Superman. Exactly. Destroying half the city because he doesn't know how to do anything. Mm -hmm. He just found out how to fly. He just found out he could literally punch someone through a wall. He just found out he could shoot lasers from his eyes. He just figured out he could blow someone with, with his breath. Like all this he found out at five o'clock and then the world was like, hey, save us at 5.15. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell <laughs> And everyone's sitting there like, well, you're a Superman. You should, you should tell him, hey, let's go to neutral ground and fight. Okay, I, this isn't Dragon Ball Z. I can't say, hey, Frieza, you want to fight? Let's go to where there's no people. Okay, Goku. No, Superman's like, dude, if I could have taken him to the wilderness and fought him alone, I would have. How the hell do you tell <laughs> somebody trying to murder you? Hey, 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 hold on. Will you snap my neck? Let's take <laughs> no people. All right. Like, that's so stupid, you know? And I'm like, the, people are so idiotic when they try to ridicule that movie, but won't let me ridicule the Dark Knight trilogy. And that's what I don't get, AJ. <laughs> That's what I don't get. I'm yeah, sitting, well, I'm sitting here saying how I'm sitting here saying how making things different is okay as long as you stick to the myth. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. And then people are like, no, 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 you're wrong. Those movies weren't good because that's not Superman. But I can say that the Dark Knight trilogy were great movies, but that's not Batman. That's the world that we live in, there. But the funny thing is. Zack Snyder's portrayal of Superman as a core character is exactly what Superman would do as a core character. And <laughs> so my, 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 my annoyance with, with that is, do you even know the core character of Superman other than, hey, I can beat anybody. I can do anything I want. Hey, I'm the perfect character of all comics. So <laughs> just, just to hear um, people say, oh, but Superman isn't perfect and he messes up a lot and Zack Snyder's universe isn't Superman just shows the ignorance of those people that believe that so sometimes I just um tune them out because they make zero sense to me I just I, to me AJ I'm I'm like if you're gonna be fair be fair all the way around so if you're gonna tell me that I can't criticize Zach uh not Zach um uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan for wanting to be different and having a dra a different drastic take on Batman, and I'm supposed to accept it because it's good. You know, they're good movies because it's a Christopher Nolan movie, <laughs> right? I would tell you, hey, the same guy that made 300 and Watchmen did a drastic change to Superman, but it was a good movie. You should accept that. They'll look at you and tell you, no, you're crazy. But wait, it's literally the same thing on why I'm telling you I didn't accept that Batman. And you're telling me, no, I have to accept that Batman, but you can sit here and shit on Superman? Like, no, that makes no sense. So to me, 
I I always say this. Look, here's the only the only uh bit of kind of you know fair sharing I can give to the Dark Knight trilogy fans out. They're great movies. I will always give you that. That is never my argument. They are just not true to the mythos of the characters that I've read and watched since I was five years old. That's all I'm saying. So if you feel that way about Superman, okay. I would tell you, I, I don't really see really where your point is. And then people would say, well, Superman doesn't kill. Well, Christopher Reeves, Superman. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I'm like, did he snap someone's neck? No. But did he kill someone? Yeah. That's why when people are like, I don't like that Ben Affleck's Batman kills people. Oh, so you were cool with Michael Keaton setting a guy on fire and like him burning to death or dropping someone off of a roof or, and him smiling at it. Right, and then <laughs> smiling at it. Like, and the craziest thing was AJ, he set a guy on fire. He didn't even have to set on fire. He <laughs> backed the car up and just hit the guy and knocked him out. He was like, no, I'm gonna set him on fire. So I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? Is it a semantics game? Because like Ben's Batman's violence was just more in your face. You know, like Superman snapping a neck is in your face. It's the realism of it rather than how cartoonish uh, Keaton's Batman or Christopher Reeve's Superman killed people. There's really no difference. Like, <laughs> there's really no difference. They each killed. Any Batman that you've seen in live action that wasn't Adam West has killed somebody. It's as simple as that. So I'm like, I, I don't know. People pick and choose when mm. they want to support and not support things. I'm just saying, be fair. Like, if you're telling me your ridicule of the Man of Steel is that... Oh, no problem. If that's if that's the philosophy that makes you not support that Superman, not a problem. But you have to respect that the philosophy is why I didn't support that Batman. You have to be able to accept that I can separate it not being a good Batman movie from it being a really good movie, period. Yeah, it, yeah, that just baffles my mind. But anyway, let's get on to Matt Reeves' greatness. Oh, let's talk about great Batmans, bro. <laughs> let's talk about great Batmans, bro. Uh, I, I'll let you lead into it. Um, what, what, what are some of? I mean, we've obviously seen, we've gotten a little bit more information. We obviously know that now it's being put off an additional year from the year we already had to wait for this damn movie. Um, which I think is completely stupid. Wait, when was it? When was it originally? It was originally Halloween of next year. Oh, so it's just a couple months, not a whole year. No, not not no. I'm saying from now, it's 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 a whole it's a whole another. Well, oh, okay, okay, I got you. I got you. No, um, it's an additional year off. Is, is all I'm saying. But um, yeah, no, I mean it's it's one of those things where it's like the more he talks, and by he I mean uh. Um, why can't I keep this guy's name in my head? Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. The more he talks about Batman... Greatness, child. The more I'm just like, bro, give me this movie now. Inject this shit in my veins. I love the way he talks about Batman. I love how he talks about Batman's gonna be out here making mistakes. He's gonna be out here trying to find out who he is. He's gonna be out here trying to establish the fear in Gotham. Um, Like, I love when he talks about Batman. What are some of the things outside of the trailer that are really getting you hyped? What Matt Reeves is primed to do, which is give us the most accurate on-screen we have ever seen. And I know a lot of people are going to go, Juwan, but you love Batflick. I don't count him because he's never had a solo. Um, so, yes, did I think he was the most accurate Bruce Wayne and Batman at the time? Because what he was in was all I had to go off of? Absolutely. I still stand by that. But the fact is, he never had his own movie. Robert Pattinson will have his own movie and a chance to really stretch his legs as Batman in a way that Ben was never able to. So I do think Matt Reeves is going to give us the most accurate Batman ever. But walk me through some of the things that you've been loving from uh, from what you've been hearing and seeing. Yeah, um, the set photos has been leaking out a lot. I've been loving um, just a little um, nods to some of the characters that haven't been announced yet. Like the recent, um, there was a Poison Ivy type um, poster 
on the set leaks, I thought was pretty cool. Um, we do not know that if she's going to be on it or not, but I thought that was a cool Easter egg, I should say, for the Batman that's going to come out. Um, seeing the, <laughs> the Batman on top of a ledge um, on one of the towers, I thought was pretty cool. Just the overall leaks um, that's been coming out, I think, have been cool for the Batman. And at this point in time, I think they're still shooting. I, I don't think, uh, I'm not sure. If no, they, they're nowhere near done. They're nowhere near done. They're, they're still shooting. No, I, I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying if they're, if they're taking a break because of COVID or are they still shooting right now? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, as far as I know, they're still shooting. <clears throat> yeah. So give us another trailer. If you can give us a trailer from a, from a um, movie that hasn't been complete, completed yet. Give us another trailer. That's me being spoiled. I don't care. I want more Batman stuff. Um, just seeing, I'm, I'm watching the trailer right now. Um, just seeing Catwoman, um, Zoe Kravitz, greatness. Um, go against Batman in the trailer. I thought it's beautiful. Just overall, the, the Batman, is, like you said, is going to be accurate to the core character of the Batman, getting that vengeance side of the Batman, getting just the overall loneliness that he feels um, within this movie. You, and you can tell that that he's um, secluded from everybody else just by the way he looks, um, acts. Really quickly, AJ, mm -hmm. I wanna speak to that because that's that's one thing that's been really upsetting me about people saying is that they don't like that this seems <laughs> yeah like he's gonna be an emo Bruce Wayne. Let me let me just say this. That is the purest form of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So anyone that says that I would argue you're probably not as big of a Batman fan as you think you are because that is legit the purest form of Bruce Wayne. The Bruce Wayne that legit wakes up every morning and goes I'm okay if people never see Bruce Wayne again, as long as I can be Batman. That is Bruce. That is the Batman that we know, AJ. I'll speak just for me and you, the Batman that we know. That is the best Batman. And I will even say, um, I tell people this all the time, like Spider-Man, the animated series, the original, you remember from the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. I was born in 93. So I didn't really necessarily grow up on that. I saw that, you know, a little later in life. The Spider-Man for me was um, Spectacular Spider-Man. Why I've always wanted my Spider-Man to be exactly what Tom Holland is right now. So to me, obviously I saw Batman the Animated Series, um, but the Batman that stood out to me was Beware the Batman. That is why Robert Pattinson's Batman stands out to me. So to me, I've always resonated with these characters at different points than other people have. So people loving Batman the Animated Series is because that Batman is more reminiscent to Michael Keaton's, right? Like we've never, Christian Bale's Batman doesn't act like Batman the Animated Series. It's more like Keaton's Batman, the more reserved playboy. He's still a playboy, but he's reserved. Batman is really the focus. I want my Batman brooding. I want him angry all the time why because you get scenes like the scene when the guy goes who are you and steps to batman bitch oh my god that thing his place oh. that batman i'll tell you this right now batman the animated series doesn't do that michael keaton's batman doesn't, doesn't do, do that, that. no nope. the brooding batman that is angry that holds all that resentment all that guilt all that anguish all that anger that Batman is the one that goes, I knocked him out like four seconds ago with that first punch. I'm going to keep going. You know, that's the brutality. You know, um, Mary's knows the character perfectly because in this iteration right now, what they're doing is the beginning of the Batman. So his brutality is a lot more violent than um, when he's going to become, um, when he's more... Um, more advanced as Batman, so you just see, you can just see the rawness in um, Robert Pattinson's Batman more than anything else. So that that's what I love, and, and that's all I'm trying to explain to people. So I'm like, 
to me, Batman, because there's been so much of him, whether it's the comics or it's the, the cartoons or it's the movies or if it's the Adam West show, Batman is subjective to an individual, right? So I can't ever tell you that if you love Nolan's Batman, that's not a real Batman. I can say that that's not accurate to the Batman I know, but if that resonates with you, all the respect in the world. But to me, the Batman that I've always wanted, that Ben's Batman was pushing on, but he never got his solo to really flourish it, is exactly what Robert Pattinson's Batman's about to do. I want the silent, but quiet, but deadly type of Bruce Wayne. The Bruce Wayne that at some point we will see kind of work himself into the Bruce Wayne that we know that's the playboy that likes to date all these women and drive these fast cars. I do believe Robert Pattinson's Batman by the third movie will start to, once he gets a Robin, it'll kind of make things a little lighthearted for him a little bit. Um, but to me, AJ, this Batman, once we were watching this together, I believe, I, I believe we were. Yeah. When I saw him fighting that dude, I said, oh, you got me sold. Oh, you got me sold. Are you serious? This is what I've always wanted. And when people talk about Batman being a detective, Batman's detective skills are very much prone on his villains. So when you're fighting the Joker, you don't really need it. When you're fighting um, Two-Face, you don't really need it. Mr. Freeze, you don't really need it. Matt Reeves was smart enough to give us a villain that requires the smartest form of Batman we could get in the Riddler. He also, because me and you strongly believe this, AJ, we're getting Court of the Owls. That also requires the smartest form of Batman you can get. Mm -hmm. What does it also require, AJ? The most skilled Batman we've ever seen. And that's why I'm just like, Matt Reeves, I'm telling you, I can't wait to find out who trained his Batman, uh, you know, how far this is from uh, him being removed from his training. Was his training this violent? Like, I just, I can't wait to find out all these little intricate things about Batman that will legit make my entire mind blow. Sorry, I'm watching the trailer again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop watching that trailer and <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Um, but speaking on the detective side, you can tell even in the trailer that there's going to be a lot more detective detectiveness and um and Batman in this movie than anything else. Just purely on the trailer, you see Batman working with um the the cops with Gordon. You you can see that and. And in this trailer also, you can see that at this point in time, these cops, it's not really much of respect. Well, I guess you can say it's respect and the acknowledgement that he is he is a great detective. You, you can just see everybody just watch Batman and just see what he's going to do and all of that. And I just love, love that. And also talking about the action, when you see Batman in the um, where is it um, with the cops again, um, you can see them about to fight each other, um, maybe due to something the Riddler did, maybe, um, but you can just see the brutality of the Batman. So we're getting both the brutality, brutality, goodness, and the detectiveness of Batman that we all wanted. Ah. And I'm saying everyone, because we haven't gotten that. Just a nice mix between the action and the uh, um, intelligence of Batman as of yet. No, we haven't. And, and that's the thing that I always say. And I know it sounds harsh when I say this, but if you're a true Batman fan, you can kind of select, or, or not select, but you can kind of point out what has been accurate and what hasn't and nothing seemingly will be more accurate than what we're about to get from this Matt Reeves uh the Batman and to me that doesn't diminish what we've gotten from other Batman um you know it, it just shows you that no one was really willing to go into the mythos of him because it seemingly looks like they were trying to be so 
PC, so appealing. And it's like, bro, if you make the best, there's a reason why Batman is in his 90th movie. And I guarantee it'll be a blockbuster like all of them have been. Why? Because people flock to Batman no matter what. Whether Mm -hmm. it's to see it to hate it, whether it's to see it to love it, whether it's to see the action, the realism, whatever it is, Batman will forever be a seller. So it's like true Batman fans that have known that they've never gotten the true detective skills. They've never gotten the true fighting skills that see this trailer. I don't know how you see this and go, eh, like, no, you should see this and go, we can cancel the Oscars for that year right now. Like right now, because this is, this is going to win it. This is going to win it. This not only looks like it'll be a great movie, but finally AJ, the blend of a great movie in a great Batman movie. Look, I I always say that Man of Steel is the best DCEU movie ever created. And right now, I still believe Man of Steel is top three best comic book movies ever created. And I expect this to be so much better than Man of Steel. So the excitement I have (laughs) for this Batman is just throughout the roof i want i want to watch this 10 times in the theater i watched man of steel about seven times in the theaters um by myself and i loved every single time every time i watched it i loved it and i'm hoping the same thing for the batman yeah and what's crazy is i do remember saying man of steel was the best dc movie to Aquaman. And the only reason why I gave Aquaman the edge is because of the aesthetic. Um, it, I just haven't ever seen anything as beautiful as Aquaman was. Black Panther, as great as that movie was, didn't even come close to the aesthetic that uh, Aquaman did. Um, how James Wan was able to take a character that we've laughed at since we were two years old and make that a dominant character like they did. Definitely a testament to, uh, to James Wan. But um, I will say that the, the story wasn't better than Man of Steel. I, I'd still feel as though there's no DC movie to date that has produced a story better than Man of Steel. Uh, it's the most heartfelt story out of all the DC movies, in my opinion. Um, but Aquaman, the aesthetic means everything to me. Seeing Jason Momoa in that accurate orange and green get up is just mm-hmm. that was beautiful yeah you had me dc dc has has this thing with um costumes i think they even do better than marvel does the costumes in dc are incredible from batman from ben affleck's batman i think is it's perfect like we talked about um superman um Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy, AJ, because I, I'll definitely, I won't argue with that. I, I'll definitely say Faye seems to kind of go way too comic um, with, with some of these suits. But I also have, uh, I've always had the feeling that his inconsistency with his willingness to kind of go all out on these costumes bothers me sometimes. Like some of these costumes are freaking spot on. Um, but a lot of these Marvel costumes, I'm kind of just like, ugh, 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 that was gross. Um, but yeah, DC has been, I mean, there's not one costume DC has put out that I've said, nope, that ain't doing it. That ain't working. They've all been great. Um, so to me, I look at this and I kind of just go, uh, they're doing a great job in their costume department. If you're DC, they have not had one blunder. Uh, the, the only one, AJ, I could maybe make an argument for, but I think the second movie will clean up on some of those improvements uh, or, or, or some of those uh, mistakes is Shazam. Um, I, I think Shazam, and I hated Harley Quinn's uh, look in the first Suicide Squad. Um, but obviously, from the looks of James Wan, he's improving it um, drastically. Um, so I'm like, it just, some of these will James Gunn. What did I say? James Wan. Sorry, James yeah. Wan. You're right. Sorry. Um, so to me, some of these characters deserve better directors. Like you look at Thor's Thor's costumes in the first two Thor movies, and then his look in Ragnarok and then Infinity War and Endgame is drastically better. 
Yeah. I think it just it takes a different vision for those characters to make them look better. The first Captain America suit compared to Winter Soldier, it's definitely a directional thing. Um, but with DC, they've been hitting home runs out of the box. Out of the box. Um, but I want to ask you one last thing. Um, with us watching this trailer as many times as we have, and I think I'm on 1,000 and you might be on 2,000, um, but what's the biggest thing that stands out to you in the trailer um, after all these times of, of seeing it? What is the one thing that, if someone asks you, like, what is the one thing you loved about that trailer? What would that one thing be? <sighs> the cinematography. Um, oh, crap. Now I can't. That, that is a shame. I can't remember the cinematographer's name. Um, yeah, but the cinematographer, Greg, Greg Frazier, who also did, um, I think it was Rogue One and the, yeah. yep. and the Planet of the Apes yeah. um, cin- um, cinematography. And that last shot, well, not even the last shot, but the shot where you see, see Bruce Wayne in the mask, um, not the Batman mask, but in the um, cloth mask, and you, yeah. and, you, and you see him stare directly into the lens. I thought that was one of the most beautiful shots of the um, of the trailer. Also at the end, also at the end, where he takes off the Batman mask. I thought, oh my god, that that shot right there is. I, I I'm happy. I think for me, Greg Fraser is top five best cinematographers for me so the cinematography is definitely the number one thing i am most excited excited for well i'll tell you this right now as far as cinematography um there's no one's topped him as far as star wars live action uh rogue one was literally one of those movies that i went this movie shouldn't have been as beautiful as it was with no jedi no sith no force users for that movie to look as beautiful as it did is a Mm. testament to that man um, but I will say, AJ, my favorite scene isn't that much different than yours. It's literally the silhouette of it. It's the very last scene that we see where he's looking up into the camera and you see the, the raccoon eyes. I love that shot. That, that's, that's what I was talking about. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I love that shot. I fucking love that shot. If someone literally just made a gif of just that shot, I could look at it all day. All day. Oh, all day. I actually think I have it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to send it to me, AJ. Um, but um, I, yeah, so so the silhouette of it definitely stands out to me. But what I love most about the trailer is Riddler's dialogue. Mm-hmm. Riddler's dialogue is so freaking good. Um, just the, the way that they were word playing it. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. Hold on. I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. Um, let me see. I'm watching it now. Let me fast forward. Also, what you were talking about, AJ, I'm watching it now. Him taking off the helmet with the book bag in the Batman layer, the I, what I think is just uh, the beginning layer won't be his final layer. Yeah. Um, but even that shot is freaking beautiful, AJ. It, it's the distorted look. It's it distorted is. and is in focus at the same time, which I am in love with. Yes, and I also got to point this out. Actually, hold on, because this won't this won't interrupt anything because we're not saving the video, just the audio. I can share my screen with you. Hold on. Um, just this shot, AJ. I'm mm-hmm. in love with this shot here. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can see it. So this whole shot right here of him just looking into the screen, all angry, like he knows what he needs to do. Um, I I freaking love it, man. Like. <sighs> This is so good, AJ. It's criminal how good this is, bro. Also, the prosthetics on... um... That shot there, AJ, really quickly before you go. That shot there of Mm -hmm. what it looks like he's perched on top of something, just kind of staring down. First of all, can I just say this? The one aesthetic of Batman that I think we haven't gotten a lot of, if any, that some people are going to say, Juwan, like, that sounds so stupid. But if you know Batman, it appeals to him so well. Rain and Batman mix so freaking well aesthetically. 
The idea of him in the comics perched on a gargoyle with the rain hitting him, with him kind of like looking down, is one of probably my bet my favorite aesthetics of Batman. But looking at this shot here of him overlooking and the rain dripping off the mask, I love. But I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Nah, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> uh, no, but um, I I I freaking love that. Um, th- that was great. But hold on, I'm trying to get to what the Riddler said. If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price of your blind eye? Goodness, beautiful. Now, look to anybody else. They're gonna go. Well, so what? No, that has that's like a double entendre. Like if you really break down what he's saying, if you're justice, please do not lie. Meaning. If you're in a position of politicians and, and uh, bureaucrats, like your job is to give us the truth. All you do is lie. So if you're justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye is another double entendre because there's a saying of blind justice. Yeah. Justice being blind. Um, so I'm like the Matt Reeves is right. This AJ is so good. I'm gonna cry on this podcast. Um, but it's criminal how good it is. But here comes me and your favorite scene right here. Uh, I, this is another shot, AJ, that me and you haven't talked enough about. The shot of him at the police station where it looks like he's just giving him the business. Yeah. Gordon has to hold him back. Um, I do believe again. The importance of Matt Reeves making this the second year of him being Batman is the police probably are not fans of being shown up. They're not fans of putting their lives on the line every day. Little kids are going, yeah, you're cool, but like that Batman guy, that's the guy. So it's still the mourning period of knowing that at some point your police department will become just pedestrian. Batman is literally the only justice figure in Gotham. Um, but this shot was very beautiful. Uh, another shot that doesn't get talked about enough that I love, besides that scene right there, is hold on, it's coming up. Well, obviously, this is me and your favorite scene. Oh my god, he could have different times right there, AJ. (laughs) Nope, (laughs) he could have kept on going. I love that. I love this new Batmobile. I think this is very unique. I think it will drastically change as the trailer mm-hmm. goes. I'm happy it's not super armored like in um, BVS because he's not as what what is the word? He's not he's not at that level yet of having having a Batmobile on that on that scale. So I'm happy. I'm happy that it's, it's a little downgraded. Um, most people will say. So I'm I'm happy the way it looks for now because we all know it's going to be upgraded in the future anyway, especially since Matt Reeves is focusing on doing a trilogy and spinoff series as well for HBO Max. Yeah, and, and to me, the importance of this is this is a growing Batman, so his suit will change. His, mm-hmm. um, his, his ideals will change. His lair will change. His Batmobile will change. Um, but this is the most, this is honestly, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way. So bear with me, AJ, b- before you, you, you start yelling at me, this is the worst Batmobile. The first Batmobile we've ever seen revealed for a movie has ever looked. Um, but I don't mean that as in the Batmobile looks bad. I mean it in, we've never seen a starter car. That's legit a starter car. Like, when you look at Batman 89, his Batmobile that he had in the first one wasn't drastically different than the second one. Ben's Batmobile in BVS wasn't drastically different than Justice League. You know, the Tumblr was the Tumblr. So this might be the first time in Batman history, live action-wise, we see a Batmobile change. Um, So Matt Reeves is just really digging into his bag of tricks, bro. He is really doing all he can to provide us possibly the, the greatest thing we've ever seen ever. And uh, go ahead. And um, the one thing that I love about this Batman is Matt Reeves. He's just a great filmmaker in general, much like Christopher Nolan. But the difference between those two, these two, is 
Matt Reeves is focusing on the core concept that on Batman's mythology and still making it um, feel like a realistic movie, whereas Christopher Nolan just didn't really care. <laughs> um, he just wanted to make it a realistic movie that had Batman skins on it. And, and the biggest difference is AJ, and that's why I'm like, this is why Matt Reeves might go down as my, my favorite human being ever. Um, when you heard him at Fandome, you heard the fanatic. Mm-hmm. You heard someone that's obsessed with the mythos of Batman and will deliver it. Any interview, and I've listened to a lot to try to understand what the fuck he was thinking making these three movies. Christopher Nolan seems like he was a casual fan of Batman, had an opportunity to make Batman the way that he had always viewed Batman, and that's what he did. The difference is Reeves seems like he, he's been a fanatic of Batman. He's been obsessed Since with Batman. Mm-hmm. And he wants to make the most accurate version of Batman. Whenever a director comes on camera and goes, well, the biggest lacking, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, form of Batman that everyone's been lacking is a detective. I'm giving you that. That lets you know he's seen the F-ups of all these different Batman. Yep. It goes, I'm going to do it right this time. Oh, to me, that's 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 what stands out to me the most. Um, but we can wrap it up here. Oh, no, no. The last thing I wanted to ask you was uh, over under that we get a Robin. Uh, not Robin like suiting up. I mean like Dick Grayson introduction. Over or under we get Dick Grayson mentioned in, in this Batman. Uh, over under what? What's the percentage? Uh, let's say 50%. A Dick Grayson cameo? No, 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 no. Mentioning. Just a mention? I know if we say if we say appearance, people are going to go, well, look, he wasn't in it. Let's just say mentioning. So that could either be the Flying Graysons. That could be the death of them. That could be, you know, him encountering a kid named Dick Gray. Whatever it is, just any mentioning or appearance of Dick Gray. Year two, Batman? Uh, I'll say over 50%. I'll probably put it around like 60%, 55 to 60%. Okay. Um, I'm going to go low 40 because I kind of feel like I'll say this I don't know how much of a Batman universe Matt Reeves himself is looking to build Um, I think Matt Reeves is building a Batman world that he's allowing DC to kind of do tree branches off of like I could see someone else coming in doing a Dick Grayson I could see Dick Grayson mentioned in the second movie um, but to me, I don't want you to, I don't want you to make it too convoluted. So if you just mentioned like Alfred's going, did you hear the tragic story of the flying Graysons? And, and Bruce is like, no, I, I, tragic I, I story. no, cause you know how they died. It was tragic. Yeah, yeah. No, but when you said it, I just thought of <laughs> the revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Have you heard the tragedy of the wise? <laughs> Uh, my brain, my brain always just goes Star Wars. So, just... hey, AJ, I'm right with you, bro. I'm right with you. Um, all right, but yeah, all right. So I'm gonna go low forty percent. We get a mention of Grayson in some form. The only reason why I think uh, just a mention of the Graysons is because I, I just want to hope that they actually show Dick Grayson in the second movie if he's still if he still wants to do a trilogy uh so that that's just the hope for me at least yeah look i i'm gonna tell you this right now if he comes out and says hey dick grayson's gonna be uh big in my second movie uh he'll he'll be mentioned in the first obviously you probably wouldn't come out and say that but if dick grayson is in the first one i'm not gonna complain not even a little bit not even an out i told you personally I don't want him to have a young Robin. I want him, Robert Pattinson is mid to late 30s. I want Timothy Chalamet as, as Dick Grayson. I want a Dick Grayson that's supposed to be early. Um, 
I, I would be happy with that. But if whatever route he goes, me and you are sold no matter what. They could make Dick Grayson free. And I would <laughs> Okay, I wouldn't go that far. Five year old sign me up. I'll take it. Um, but no, we are both really excited. So I hope everyone that listened is even more excited for the Batman than they were before listening to this podcast. And anyone that's listening understands where me and AJ are coming from when we say the Dark Knight trilogy is a bit overrated when it comes to the likeness of the Batman, uh, not as a movie, just as a Batman movie. Hopefully you understand this. I think we made really good points, but we're biased, AJ, so we're going to think that. I think we made some really good points. Hopefully everyone does also. And let us know what you guys think, man. Uh, message us, tweet us, whatever. If you disagree, let's talk it out. Maybe one of these shows we can have you guys come on here and yell at us on, on air. Um, but thank you guys for listening to our breakdown of our love of Batman and what to expect from the Batman um stay tuned we have a justice league pod coming and a star wars pod coming uh later on this week so stay tuned for those also thank you guys for supporting us and thank you aj for this potapalooza of a week that we've embarked on i'm vengeance (laughs) you're so stupid all right guys (laughs) peace